All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Sons of Saturday podcast, Virginia Tech. It is Wednesday, January 13th at 8.57 p.m. Mountain time. Mountain time. We're still here in Breckenridge uh, enjoying the month of January. We do need more snow. If anyone you guys knows Mother Nature, uh, we need some favors from Mother Nature here. We got the uh, the long holiday weekend coming up. We're going to do some shredding. So that's going to be a lot of fun, but we got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about here. But before we jump into that, Billy Ray, who we got to shout out here? I mean, the best in the business, Main Street Pharmacy. I actually, I, ha- I had a little bit of the sniffles today. Pat did a great job, ran down to not Main Street Pharmacy to pick me up some emergency, knocked out a nap, felt a ton, felt felt a ton better. But I really wish Pat could have hopped in, you know, on his magic carpet or something and flown on down to Main Street Pharmacy. Saw Jeremy's smiling face, saw the t-shirts on the side, the flags. You can still get those, the t-shirts and the flags. Make sure you go and check those out. They're on your right-hand side upon walking into Main Street Pharmacy. But Main Street Pharmacy is the best of business. They care about you. They are with you. They are ran by Hokies, love Hokies, and go show them some some support. Sons of Support Local. We love you, Jeremy, and we love the Main Street Pharmacy. Jeremy smiles at you. You can tell he is smiling from underneath his mask. Yes, you can. No haiku today. Sons of disappointing no haikus. Diving right into it. Because Virginia Tech basketball is not your average Virginia Tech basketball anymore. Um, we should expect, as a fan base at this point, when Duke comes to town, Duke is focusing on playing Virginia Tech. We are constantly showing out well in these games, the start in the Buzz Williams era. Um, coming to Castle Coliseum is extremely challenging for everybody. But just some of the things that really stood out to me, first of all, Duke never led in this basketball game at any point. But what's so different about this team this year is to me the ability to go into the into the paint with Keve Aluma. We never really had the ability to a play breaks down. You're at eight seven six on the shot clock, and you can just feed it inside um, and get a great look. That was kind of the problem that we ran into Louisville a week ago was our inability to get to the free throw line, our inability to get into the paint. We did a fantastic job driving to the hoop, getting some good looks, and it was another one of those games where. Um, against Louisville and against Notre Dame, we had a bunch of really difficult shots. I felt against Duke, we did a really good job getting open shots, shots that Buzz Williams used to say, shots that I can make uh, and having plenty of room. And it's just fun watching this basketball team. It's fun watching their social media. It's fun watching how much they love playing with each other. It's just, it's just a really awesome group. You know, a lot of this game came down to what we saw similarly against Louisville last week, but this time we kind of we kind of finished the job. Tech started the game off on fire again uh, with an 11-2 run to start the game, and then shooting 63% in the first half. I mean, if you're shooting at that kind of clip, you, you know you should be surprised if you're not up by 10 points at halftime. And and that's what we were. We were up uh, at halftime, 46 to 34, and everyone kind of you know we had an 18 point lead. I think the highest um, the highest lead we had in that first half, but. Um, going into the second half, I think a lot of folks knew that this Duke team was going to fight. You know, it's it's a team coached by Coach K. You know, John Shire. They got another guy who can just light up, light it up from anywhere. Matthew Hurt, and they did. They did make it a little, uh, little uneasy and a little uncomfortable here uh, down the stretch in the second half. But but at, what you but what at you the end love of the day, man. What you love about that though is people forget because a lot of these young guys played last year. They're still young guys. 
you're playing against Duke. They come roaring back. I think they cut it to maybe six or four uh, in the second half. But the maturity of this basketball team, whether it's Couture, whether it's Boots, whether it's anybody, and there are new additions. And we talk about how challenging that is with football. Basketball did have a little bit more time, but they play together. They don't freak out, um, and it's just it's just a, it's 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 fantastic to watch. And again, you know, we keep saying we're ahead of schedule. We're ahead of schedule. We're ahead of schedule. At this point, it's. Virginia Tech is competing to win the ACC, and people need to understand that and and kind of watch this team as is. Uh, not when it's just frustrating watching the timeline when Duke cuts it to six or four. It's like, oh, here we go again. It's not here we go again. Yeah, and and Mike Young ha- has done nothing to ever let us believe that, and neither really did Buzz. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's kind of like that. Oh, we're Virginia Tech fans. Bad things happen to us in clutch situations. But that on that honestly goes back to the Greenberg days. You know those uh, the 2008 season when we you know lost all those last second buzzer beaters and whatnot. But Buzz won the close games. Mike Young is. I want to say we're 11 and one against the spread. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw I think that. It's 12 and one now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's uh, that's big time. Mm-hmm. Good I teams win. I won on Tech. I won on Tech uh, the other night. Good teams win, great teams cover. That's right. Handling business. That's right. Uh, But besides that, a couple other things I wanted to point out from this game. Obviously, we know that the social media on the basketball side is elite. Just completely crushing it. The Notre Dame game. Uh, the picture of who? What's the name of the guy? The Lucky Charms guy. Does he have a name? I know it's it's uh, been a minute since I've lucky? seen those I commercials. I, he's... My parents didn't let me buy cereals with people smiling on it because it was always sugary. So, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to say his name's Lucky. Uh, the leprechaun from the Lucky Charms box, looking up at a massive L, and then like it shows in small print, uh, enlarged. What does it say? Enlarged like? to show the size of the L or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And then it had like the little leprechaun from uh-huh. like the. Uh, you know, if you've seen the leprechaun, say yeah, that was on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan, shout out Dylan Oral from nice from Hokies Men's Basketball. I believe he's one of the managers slash social media managers, crushing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw last night after the victory, the social media accounts had the, um, I guess it was a pair of Nike Dunks, mm-hmm. and then it, it had Blue Blood, and yeah. that was pretty yeah. cool too. Because mm-hmm. um, Virginia Tech has won four. Out of five against the Duke Blue Devils in Castle. The only loss was last year. Uh, you know, Mike Young's first year. I think Duke was ranked like number three. It was a uh, it was a good game for the first half. Justin Robinson undefeated. Did he did mention it pregame? I love the I love the old I love the alumni the loving to getting behind uh, getting behind this team. It's hard not to get behind this team, but Justin Robinson making sure to tell everybody. Justin Robinson was on Twitter last night. Uh, Malcolm Delaney jumped on this morning. He said, "Hey, I saw we dropped to Duke again." <laughs> but yeah, this is honestly an expectation at this point. Mm-hmm. Duke comes into Castle, probably walking out with a big fat L uh, distributed by Coach Mike Young. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, a couple more things here. The pregame hype video uh, that announced the starting lineup. So you had every single starter, BD, Aluma, Elaine, uh, Boots, and Justin Mutz. Mutz had like a everybody from New Jersey show. I got to say, the Mutz thing <laughs> got me really fired up. <laughs> I, love the, I love the creativity of that. That's got to be cool for the players to see. It's got to be cool for the parents to see, and it's just—I don't know. It's just—it's special in a year in a year where you're not getting to do everything you would normally get to do. Uh, that was a nice little wrinkle that uh, that they put in there. So whoever's idea that was, bravo. Yeah, I was gonna say it kind of like brought like a happy tear to my eye. You know, yeah. you, you you 
I saw it all over Twitter last night, but I wasn't able to actually just sit down and like watch whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Didn't get to watch it till this morning. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything better than waking up the the, uh, the next day after beating Duke? No, uh, America's pastime is beating Duke. Let's be <laughs> honest with you uh, here. But um, just watching that video just made me smile. So that was pretty cool. Um, I guess if we want to just talk some some numbers here, mm. Tyrese Radford was outstanding. Mm. 18 points, 12 rebounds. I mean, is he the best six foot one, or is is he six one, six two, six one and a half? He might be the best six one and a half power forward yeah. in America. Um, Cafe Luma, 17 points and seven rebounds, and some clutch free throws. Yeah, and some clutch down free the stretch. Throws. Yeah, I, I was a little worried about the uh, the Luma too. free throws, I and he too. he knocked them down, mm-hmm. which is great down the stretch. Jalen Cohn, I mean, I don't even have like a. I don't even have a comp for him. Like, you know, people are like, you know, if someone shoots three-pointers, oh, it's Jimmer Fredette, oh, it's Steph Curry. He's different in the in the aspect of, like, he doesn't set his feet whenever he does it. Um, he's constantly running around, and the great thing about having him on the court is regardless of if he's shooting it or not, you're going to have to dedicate someone to run around with him all game long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess in that regard, he's similar to Steph Curry, but his ability to get a shot anytime, anywhere, regardless of how his feet are set... Um, Man, he's just he's a joy to watch. And then uh last thing here, gotta give a shout out to our man D Cunna, David Cunningham, tweeted about Tyrese Radford last night. And Radford said, you know, I told my team, don't worry about the run that they're going on, just keep going. I know Mike Young strategically didn't didn't call timeout mm. because he wanted to see his uh his team kind of overcome the odds here and, and uh and deal with it. We have the potential to make a run for it, we just have to stay humble. And then Radford clarified when he said the Hokies could make a run for it, he meant the national title. I mean, listen, man. Why else are you playing? This is a this is a team that has is four and one in the ACC. This is a team that has won three ranked has three ranked wins. Mm-hmm. Nova, Clemson, Duke. Mm-hmm. I mean, the. Uh, What's the, what's the saying? The ceiling's the roof. What a the sky's the limit. The ceiling is the roof. The sky's yeah. the limit, man. Um, so lots to come out of basketball here in our next few games to close out January. Uh, we got at Wake Forest, Boston College at home, and then a uh, a road stretch at Syracuse and at Notre Dame. I mean, those are four winnable games here before we close out January on Saturday the thirtieth at home against Virginia. Big, uh, big, no, we got to be weak. Big, like, Boston College last year was kind of where the season turned around a little bit. I remember I was in Los Angeles. I watched it at Jockster Daily. Shout out with Grayson. Uh, but the, se- the season went downhill. And Boston College played really well at the beginning of the season against Villanova. They've kind of fallen off since. Um, but, yeah, we got a nice little little run here. And then we get to uh, host the University of Virginia on the, uh, on the 30th. So. All four of these are winnable games. But every ACC game is important. Mm-hmm. Can't overlook. Can't have a letdown, look ahead moment. Nope. You know, Mike Young will tell you, ACC is no picnic. No. So uh, let's focus on Wake Forest. Can we? Last thing. I love our staff on the basketball team. I love watching the energy. I love on the bench. I love Frazier doing his somersaults. <laughs> I love. I love Coach Young giving you like really cool uncle vibes when he does the fist pump. Oh my gosh. I love. Coach Custis, I just love, I, man, I, I, they're just, everything about them is so fun. Watching Coach Giltner on the bench, like, they're just, they're great. They're just great. I love Webby and Giltner on Twitter, too. They're a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Fantastic stuff out of basketball here. Uh, beating Notre Dame and beating Duke this week. Winning is fun. This is so refreshing. Winning Seriously. is fun. We had a tough fall. We had a very tough autumn. Yeah. So, speaking speaking of autumn, uh, let's talk about football. Mm-hmm. I got to say, it has been a pretty good week. Dude, we've had really with good football, news. With you football came news. downstairs in your penny loafers and your Notre Dame pants and your uh, plaid shirt, and you said, Hey, Bill. It's been it's been a good week of news, and you're right. I mean, when was this is the best week of news that we've had since probably before the Wake Forest game, honestly. Honestly, man, like we haven't had any negative things. No. Other okay, I guess we'll start with the the quote unquote bad. We don't know if it's certain, but um, my guy, Jalen Holston. You know, I got to pour one out for my guy, Jalen Holston. He tweeted today, you know, kind of a, a cryptic tweet, I think a, a peace sign. Some players were replying to it, you know, like, we'll miss you, man, or something. So uh, it looks like Jalen Holston is uh, going to skip town on the Hokies and, uh, you know, go somewhere else. I hope it works out. I got. I hope it works out. I, I really hope it works out. I loved watching Holston this year. If you listen to the podcast in the fall, Holston was my guy. I uh, I thought he had great size. I thought he moved well. He played great the Miami game. Uh, had a couple great carries uh, in some of the other games here. But um, man, you use the word great very. You love the word great. He was good. He was all right. And I'm hoping. And I'm hoping with a new with a change of scenery. <laughs> He'll get he'll get some more shine. Have an opportunity to get some more snaps. Um, but hey, we're on with uh, we're on with King Kenji Christian Raheem Blackshear. I mean, we have like fifty Jalen uh, Hampton Brunson Jordan Brunson. Dude, you can we, you know we, Taj Gary Marco Lee. It's a big. There's a lot a of lot guys of in that room. We have a lot of running backs. There's a lot of guys <laughs> in that room. I really want. I know everyone is saying this, but we need to see Keyshawn King get some size mm-hmm. over the off season. Go over the playbook and look. Eat your Wheaties. Get in the game. Eat your Wheaties. I told you when you were trying to gain some weight. No two percent milk. Get your whole milk. Whole milk. Uh, double, King. double down on you know you know jambalaya or white rice. Don't get your brown rice. Double steak at Chipotle. Whatever you need to do, man. Put some size on, please. But the running back room is packed. I'm excited to see what happens. Jalen Holston, happy trails. Genuinely want to yes. see you do uh, well wherever it takes you. Absolutely. Uh, that being said, so. Jordan Williams, dude, he's a big boy. Jordan Williams, six foot four, three hundred ten. But the most important part about this defensive tackle. Wait, another important part from Clemson. That's a blue blood. There's another important part. The he's most from, important part. The most important part. Frank W. Cox High School, Virginia yeah. Beach, Virginia. That's big news. It is massive news. I couldn't have come at a position that we need it more. Um, and look, here's the deal. It's a guy from Virginia. We're going to talk a little bit about the staff that we're assembling, still assembling on uh, on defense. If he can come here and ball out, has a good experience, or even above that, he's just coming here. He's trusting the process. He's coming to Virginia Tech. Hey, I need to be developed. I need to get to the league or whatever his goals may be. He's coming in and looks to be an immediate impact kind of guy. Got to give pr- uh, credit where credit is due. Daryl Tapp. Bill Tierlink, mm-hmm. getting him in the door, and uh, I can't wait to see him contribute immediately. That's kind of like what we're looking at uh, as a theme here with some of these transfers mm-hmm. This in this cycle is that these guys are going to come in and uh, either start or you know Play fight for playing time right yeah. away. So big-time uh, big ups to Jordan Williams, and hopefully that's uh, a big momentum shift here. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was as far as uh, you know this week so far. Uh, next in line... 
Can I can I say something? I'm gonna go on a little tangent for a second. Go ahead. A lot of people. I'm in. I, I'm more posing a question. Are you subtweeting? I'm more posing a question than I am making a statement. Um, a lot of people are were tweeting at the Jordan Williams thing. Hey, why didn't we get this guy earlier? Okay, we're getting him later. What like? I wonder. I wonder how recruiting somebody that has eligibility left differs to recruiting somebody straight out of high school. Um, I believe, and I'm this is pure speculation. When you're dealing with a high school kid, a lot of high school kids love the glitz, love the glam, love uh, you know what what awesome stuff is there here for me. And you look at a guy like Khalil Herbert, or you look at a guy like you know Jordan Williams who's coming in. These are guys who are like, let me evaluate what is the place that can develop me, give me the best ne- the best opportunity to get where I want to be, the NFL. Um, and you're seeing the transfers that come in. Some of them are seeing great success and seeing this development. Um, and I think if we continue to do that, continue to do that, it's going to make the pitch more attractive to those 18 and 19-year-olds that are still in high school. But this is significant. Don't don't slice it any other way. This is this is a huge pickup for us. Um, you know, position check, location check, um, pedigree check. You know, it, it checks all the boxes, and we're, I couldn't be more excited to get him in. We'll do a larger segment on that because I think that's I think that's a really interesting kind of tidbit. I think an article on it would be cool, too. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Biggest guy on the defensive line since? Who? Tim Settle. He was a large guy. He, he, was, was, a large... he was a large human. Good he still is. Too. Still is. Still a little slimmer. Still is. A little yeah. slimmer. Uh-huh. Mr. Penguin. Mm-hmm. Made the playoffs this year. Shout out to Tim Settle. Uh, and then, was it was it the next day that uh, Mr. Swiss Army Knife came yeah. through? Yeah. So, 6'5", 215 pounds quarterback. Mm-hmm. From Texas A&M. TX to VT. Is it not dead? Is it not dead? It's not dead. All right, I guess it's back. Uh, Connor Blumrick. He has played quarterback. He Mm -hmm. has played tight end. Mm -hmm. He has even taken snaps at running back. 10 carries, 48 yards at running back. Sounds like a guy that does what it needs to do to help the team win. That's what it sounds like to me. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, sure, sign me up. Now, are the signs pointing to him competing as quarterback, or is he going to be like a, a Dalton Keene no type? Do no we not idea. know? No idea. Um, if he's going to compete at quarterback, he'll uh, he'll be in a competition with Braxton Burmeister, Knox Kadem, and Taj Bullock, incoming freshman. This is funny because we um, said it wasn't over, and here we are still talking about transfer portal stuff. This is going to be going on for the next few months, guys. So I mean, yeah, I, I said this on I said this on the last episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we were we were following the portal all the way up until you know. Changa Hodge and Devin yep. Taylor committed with less than a uh, month to play. Yep. Or uh, less than a month runway to the season, I should <laughs> say. Um, okay, so. Can I get excited for a second? Can I please get excited for a second? Are we still talking about, uh, wait, hang on. I want to I do a little oh, closing I'm sorry, thought I'm here. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Again, uh, so that makes four. Jordan Williams, mm-hmm. Connor Blumler- Blumrick. It's a weird last Blumrick, name. Blumrick, Blumrick. It's a weird last Bloomberg, name. Bloomberg, I don't know. Uh, quarterback, defensive tackle, Jordan Williams. Defensive back, Tay Daly, who might play corner or safety. And then offensive lineman, Johnny Jordan, uh, who we're probably going to see line up at center. So four guys who are going to be immediate contributors or immediate uh, competitors for yeah. contribution time. Ooh. Get get uh, get excited. All right. I have to shout out my guy. I love Coach Tyler. And I was always under the impression that Coach Tyler was going to be in Blacksburg. He was going to go on to Greener Pastures at some time and be an absolute superstar in this business. Let me preface this by saying, 
Coach Clays, thank you for your year before. I think reviews are mixed. Didn't really get a chance to see what he does. Um, former defensive coordinator. Didn't get a chance to get on the, on the road. I wish you well in your retirement. I'm excited about Jack Tyler for a bunch of reasons. Virginia guy. Hokey guy through Oakton through. High School. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. All ACC. Dude, an absolute. First team. He's active on Twitter. I mean, we got another guy that's active he's on Twitter. He's jumping out of a box. He's young. Is it Tom Savage he's sacking? He? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Who's in the picture? He's got, um. He, he's a young guy. The oldest guy on our defensive staff is 42 years old. I mean, we got some Bill. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed dudes Big over Bill. there. Big Bill. Um, Tierlink. But I'm so, so excited about this, man. I, I think he's worked extremely hard. He's extremely likable. He re- resonates well with his uh, with his players. Um, I, I just I, I spent a lot of time with uh, with Jack Tyler over on the scout team, and he was just a really, really awesome guy to be around. Gets the game, gets how to do it, and is just, uh, ah, man, I, I'm really, really excited that he got this job. It was his dream job, um, and this is an incredible opportunity for him. And I love this defensive staff that's that's been assembled it's virginia heavy it's youth heavy um the biggest thing again and i'll keep saying i'll keep saying i keep saying i can't wait for these guys to have the opportunity to go out and talk to kids in the state of virginia uh you had daryl tapp put the tweet out the other day hey former players reach out let's talk let's get back together um so i'm excited i could not be happier for jack tyler pulling for him really 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 excited yeah and i mean I guess we could kind of talk about it. Coach Clays was making five hundred grand. He's a yeah. former he's a former defensive coordinator. You know, a former DC playing a, or uh, you know coaching a as a position coach. You know, you might make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack Tyler probably will not step into that salary immediately. You know, as a twenty something um, you know year old guy. I think I think Jack Tyler might be thirty now. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said. We're gonna be saving a lot of money on uh, on this part of the staff. A little little more extra money in the budget. Yeah. Hopefully we can uh, potentially put that towards some more recruiting staff. Alex White did leave us after I think Alex White was here for like five months, six months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little flash in the pan. Alex, uh, we'll miss you. Happy trails. Happy trails. You know, go get them at Carolina. Don't get them too hard though, because I hate Carolina. So. Uh, yeah, you'll always be you'll always uh, have a home at Virginia Tech, but um, I hope that we recruit better than you. That is true. <laughs> okay, moving right along here, we got to talk about our national site, man. I mean, we didn't plug this last time; it's brand new. Um, head on down to the national site if you go to sonsofsaturday.com. Guess what? You're going to be prompted with, "Hey." Do you want to read about Virginia Tech? You have options. Do you want to read about national stuff coming up here in the near future? Do you want to read about Notre Dame stuff? So check that out. It's very simple. If you need a tutorial and you're super confused about how it works, that's fine. Shoot us a, t- a, a tweet. I don't think it could be much simpler, but hey, you never know. We got some good articles on there. Um, Robert Irby has an article about an eight-team playoff. Ashton Pollard, who is uh, our good friend Cordy Adams' cousin, mm-hmm. Big Notre Dame fan Warmly? at uh at the um the Northwestern School of Journalism. Mm-hmm. Very uh you know very qualified writer here, Ashton. But um she's on there, and then my guy Andrew White from high school is uh, writing uh, for the national site as well. Stay tuned for a Sam Jesse special coming out on Friday. He is going to do a multiple article or multiple segmented article series about uniforms and their rankings. Clark Rowland's ears just pierced. Clark Rowland is going to love this. <laughs> Billy Ray and I had a heated 
debate yeah. earlier this week. We have a heated debate every day. We have a heated, yeah. Um, about Ole Miss, the Ole Miss Powder Dude. Blues. I say that the Carolina Carolina kind of rocks the, uh, the the blue better than Absolutely Ole Miss. Not. He was getting really upset. I think Ole Miss's shoulder stripes are stupid and every, you know. I, think, I was getting upset. You were getting upset. We were both getting we were, upset. Okay. Don't, every, don't put me in the upset box by myself. Uh, you know, if if you throw a dart on a dartboard, it's going to land on a on a college football team that has the uh, the shoulder stripes. Every every school has Dude, those. LSU, I like, I like the Duke, darker, I like Ole Miss, the darker blue. Tech had them. Okay, look, we'll have we'll figure put a it out. We'll Miss. put a poll out tomorrow, and we'll see who likes what uniforms better. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I think that's a good idea. Okay. okay, so check out the national site. We have a lot of great stuff coming out on there soon. Speaking of new stuff, speaking of new stuff, the hub in Blacksburg. Here's the deal. Our our uh, our student ambassador Lauren. Is gonna hook us up with all of the deals coming up here. They're looking to close in on some on some new leases. It's brand spanking new. We say it every time. You can't pick a newer place. Look, you move in. We won't name drop here, but you move into some other apartments. You got stains on the floor. You got bugs in the house. You got cracks on the wall. Any mice? I hope not. Any, I hope any, not. Any squirrels? I doubly hope not. But if you don't want to have to worry about any of that stuff. The hub is where you can live, and the hub is where you can meet people. It is more than that. It is a, it is a thing. It is a thing. If WeWork was a living space, and you got like this cool app and this cool like home vibe, look, the hub in Blacksburg. Check them out. We will tweet out and come to you with the new deals on the next episode here. But the hub Blacksburg. Shout out to them. Tell them the sun. Fantastic. Tell them the sun sent. Tell them the sun sent you. Please, please tell them. Please tell them. Shout it from the mountains. We got some other really exciting stuff coming on, going on here with the Virginia Tech Wrestling Program, which is a top ten national program in America. How many times do we got? We got to tell you guys. Tune in. The wrestling team is the real deal. So I'm still getting hip here with the terminology, but we did have a quad meet on Sunday. Quad four. We defeated Ohio. We defeated One, Kent State. Two. We also defeated those those pesky Mountaineers. Three. West Virginia to improve to four and zero on the season. That fourth game, fourth match, uh, or duel. I guess duel is when it's one one team versus the other. <laughs> Campbell, the Camels of Campbell University. So they need a rebrand. Big time, nah, dude. Cam- the Camels. There are no Camels in America. Camels are awesome, and I will fight you right. over it. All right. The eighth ranked Hokies uh, only lost eight of the thirty matches on Sunday afternoon. And a couple highlights here. Sam Latona went 3-0 and on Sunday, won all three matches. Uh, Sam Halegas had a pin. Um, what else we got on here? Makai Lewis, Hunter Bolin, I mean, they took care of business yet again. Uh, Colin Girardi wrestled for the first time this season. He missed the Campbell duel last week, and uh, he had a pin against Ohio. But uh, defeated... Ohio 39 to 6, beat Kent State 32 to 9 and defeated West Virginia 24 to 10. Also had some extra matches in there as Austin Gable came on last week and kind of gave us what was going on with extra matches. These wrestlers are looking for as much time on the mat as possible. Um, so that's what extra matches means and Tech won all 7 of them. So uh dude, what what's we got, up? We got something coming up too. We got a big matchup. Dude, got I mean, a big matchup coming up. Speaking of Alex White, 
we return to Chapel Hill against the North Carolina Tar Heels. They are also ranked in the top 25. It's going to be on the ACC Network, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Check it out. We're going to get our man Austin Gable back on here in a few weeks to give us kind of like a mid-season review. But uh, the wrestling team, tune in. They win. They do win. They do win. Uh, and we've been doing well with these with these interviews coming up here. So we had Austin Gable come on, wrestling team handled business. And at the end of, or after this, we have Grayson sat down with an interview with Paul Debnam, one of our absolute favorites. Absolutely love having him on. Just ran into him in Charlotte. Um, and we handled business after that interview as well. That is true. Big time shout out to Paul. Uh, we're really excited for this interview here coming up. Grayson sat down with Paul uh, over the weekend. Paul pulled out his uh, his fat head mm-hmm. that was seen on College Game Day, February 26, 2011, defeated Duke uh, and Seth Curry and Del Curry and uh, those folks. Uh, you know, I guess it was a decade ago, which is crazy. That is crazy. But um, yeah, we're gonna roll in this interview here. Any shout outs before we, uh, um, we get it going? Man, shout outs! Shout out to Breckenridge. Like this town is just dope. Um, going to shred some gnar tomorrow. Um, man, I, I really don't have I, I don't have that much else other than that. Yeah, big time shout out to the Hokey Club and the recent graduate program. You know, just doing cool initiatives, getting people involved. If you're a recent graduate of the last four classes, the last four graduating classes of Virginia Tech. Join the Hokie Club. Tell them you're in the recent grad program. Tell them you you know you graduated in uh, I guess it would be 16, 17, 18, 19. No, it'd be 17, 18, 19, 20. Tell them that. Join the Hokie Club. Your points go. Uh, you know they're they're kind of accelerated. You get more points if you're in the RGP. But uh, there was an event with Coach Mike Young and Lays put on earlier this evening. A Zoom. It was a lot of fun and. Uh, all folks in the RGP were invited. Shout out Al Jones. He was hyping it up uh, on the Twitter sphere. But um, just another great event, uh, you know, put on by the Hokie Club. And they're doing a great job. And let's continue that momentum here. Momentum. Momentum here into 2021. Speaking of 2021, just a little breaking news. Going to have some player interviews coming up here in January and February. Uh, really excited about that. Going to let the kiddos get back to campus. Let us know who you want. Dude. Please, sons of gift basketry, let us know who you want to speak with. Um, but we're letting the kiddos get back. They're getting back. They're getting back into camp or getting back into school, um, getting back into lifting. So um, got some cool stuff coming up for you. Just stay tuned. But without further ado, here is Paul Debnam and our good friend, not so far away on the West Coast, Grayson Wimbish. going on sons and daughters back with a uh, back with another one for you this is exciting first day out in 2021 i know billy ray and pat are spreading the gnar butter on the proverbial shred bread over there in breckenridge colorado uh sons of seriously uh fear a serious fear of missing out i will say but today uh i have a very very special guest on the sons of saturday podcast First off, I would like to introduce him here, 
Paul Debnam is a former Virginia Tech basketball player from Farmville, VA. He attended Prince Edward County High School, where he was a three-year letter winner for Coach James Scott. And during his career at Virginia Tech, Paul Debnam was an integral part of many of Coach Seth Greenberg's most exciting basketball teams. Paul graduated from VPI with a degree in business management. And these days, Paul resides with his wife, Misty, and daughter in Charlotte, North Carolina. Paul, what's your daughter's name? Her name is Rivers May Debnam. Beautiful name. Beautiful name. Well, with that being said, Paul, welcome to the podcast, man. Happy to have you here. Excellent. I'm definitely happy to be here, Grayson. Uh, happy New Year to you and happy New Year to all the listeners out there. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So to start this thing off, man, you know, the world is a little bit crazy right now. How are you and yours holding up? Are y'all are y'all good? How's the little one? How are things in Charlotte? I uh, definitely appreciate you asking. Uh, no secret, my wife and I are very optimistic people. And fortunately, we have been able to sustain our jobs and uh, our lovely daughter has been healthy and happy. And 2020 was actually, you know, I would say a, a positive year for us. Uh, my wife and I actually eloped last year and got married. Our daughter turned one, uh, turned a year old last year. Uh, so in the midst of chaos, if my wife was here, she would say uh, the silver lining is always there. And we we firmly believe that. So, you know, just staying optimistic and controlling what we can. Absolutely. I think that's great. I think that's all we can do, especially with uh, the way that 2020 went. But it is a new year. But I do want to take this thing all the way back to the beginning. Uh, Hokie Nation, anyone who is a longtime Hokie knows Paul Debnam. So take us back to the beginning. How did you end up at Virginia Tech? Yeah, I um, my journey from high school, I was a two-sport athlete, Grayson, and basketball and football, and I um, I thought I was a standout in both. Nonetheless, I got recruited <laughs> by some smaller schools, and uh, ironically, UVA Cavaliers offered me a scholarship for football. Uh, basketball was my personal sport, but they offered me a scholarship for football, Grayson, and I was stoked. I was like, oh, man, uh, I'm in the big leagues. And so <laughs> all the good stuff. Um, but I remember uh, one of the UVA coaches pulling me out of class one day and I uh, was starstruck that they were actually on my campus wanting to speak to me personally, which was fantastic. Nonetheless, uh, I quickly learned uh, one of the, my learning curves through that process was that I didn't sign my letter of intent, Grayson. They gave me a verbal commitment uh, but you can, you know, you can't go back on your word <laughs> um, if you don't True. have it in, in stone. Nonetheless, I uh, had an ACL injury late in my high school, in my senior year of high school, playing basketball actually. And um, to my knowledge, UVA was looking for, uh, you know, a wide receiver is my was my football position. They were looking for something, and in the moment, at the moment, immediately. And so that sort of um, that process took care of itself. And I was as much as quickly as I was starstruck, I was immediately just uh, taken back, I guess you could say, Grayson, uh, because I didn't understand that process. Um, nonetheless, I took a year off the rehab, stayed in small town Farmville, Virginia, and then Virginia Tech uh, sort of knocked on my door. Not uh, They didn't have scholarship money to necessarily offer me, so they offered me a walk-on position to the football team. And that started my journey at Virginia Tech. And from there, 
uh, easier said than done. I was able to be a two sport athlete in college as well. That's a testament. I'm gonna tell my daughter that one day. She's probably not gonna believe me, but Daddy was a two sport athlete in high school and in college. Uh, I don't know how many people are, can actually say that uh, in the flesh. So uh, that's that's sort of my journey of how I came uh, or how I was able to uh, attend Virginia Tech. One of the best experiences of my life, and I'm happy to be a Hokie. <laughs> Let's go. Then no, so that so we talked about that. Uh, for for those of y'all who don't know, we actually met up with Paul, Billy, Ray, Pat, and myself. Uh, socially distant, so in in Charlotte when we were there back in October. Uh, what was your time on the Virginia Tech football team like? Uh, I, I know eventually it got to the point where you chose basketball over football. Walk us through the transition period where you took your talent from the football field uh, to the hardwood of Castle Coliseum. Excellent. Uh, Grayson, as I mentioned, I uh, how I got to the football team was that uh, recruited walk-on position. Uh, I met some great people on the football team. I don't want that to be watered down. Um, and this is not any um, any salt or shade at the the football program uh, because it is a winning program. And Frank Beamer was the, the head honcho at the time. Uh, nonetheless, because I had a recruited walk on position, uh, I, I didn't feel like I was necessarily getting a fair shake. We had some seniors on the team that year. And, you know, Eddie Royals, uh, Justin Harper, Josh Morgan, some of these guys are in the NFL or had tenure in the NFL. Uh, nonetheless, I didn't necessarily get uh, felt like I was given a fair shake. With that said, I'm not a quitter, but I remember praying about it and talking to my mom and just letting her know that I was probably going to, you know, set football to the side and just be uh, get my degree because that's what I was there for anyway. Uh, but uh, during the summertime, uh, Grayson, I was playing. I was just, you know, two sport athlete. I was just hoop with the basketball team. You know, they started to know me well and like I was coming around more often and I was in the dining hall attached to uh, Cochran, where I was staying at my freshman year. And uh, West End. Yeah, West End. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably shows my age. I think it's still there. But nonetheless, I remember seeing Coach Greenberg in the dining hall. And he, uh, I think he was, like, finishing up his lunch. He walked past me. He said, hey, Paul. Now, granted, I I didn't know he knew who I was. He said my name, Grayson, my real name, uh, which was phenomenal. But he asked me, uh, hey, Paul, uh, stop by my office uh, when you're done with your lunch. I uh, just want to have a quick conversation with you. Uh, again, starstruck again. I didn't even finish my lunch, Grayson. I threw it away. Like, <laughs> uh, but that that was the switch. I sat down in his office and I remember him just being very direct. There's one thing about Coach Greenberg that uh, is a quality of his. He's just very upfront and straightforward. He gave me an ultimatum. Hey, I know you're with the football team. Uh, some of the guys have been talking about you. I would love for you to join us on the basketball team. And that was the switch, just as simple as that. And it was a blessing in disguise, obviously, me just referencing that, you know, I was just going, going to push football off to the side and be a, you know, be a student and get my degree. Uh, that switch happened and it was uh, the rest is history. Paul Devin in the flesh. <laughs> Let's go. I think that's I think that's phenomenal. And and a lot of people don't know that story. I know I didn't know that story for a long time. So it's it's definitely cool to hear that from your perspective. Uh, so with that being said, you're on the basketball team now. Every Hokie fan <laughs> knew Paul Debnam as the Virginia Tech basketball hype man, or just a hype man in general. It exceeded basketball. Just You're just an energetic guy. When you were on the court, you played with the most intensity. When you were on the bench with your towel waving that thing, you were the most hype always. I'm curious, where does your energy level come from? 
Uh, Grayson, thank you for acknowledging that because I uh, I embrace that role. Uh, the energy is is just me. You know, I, I felt like I've always kind of had that charisma. I've been very team oriented in general, and I'm just an optimistic person in in the grand scheme of things. But how that transferred to the basketball court was um, I really embraced my role, quite frankly. Um, what most people saw was Paul Debnam, you know, being demonstrative on the bench, like getting people excited, handshakes and high fives and all that good stuff, which I love because that was genuine. Um, but it was really uh, beneficial for me because I knew what I was doing at practice. Like when the lights, you know, when everybody wasn't seeing me, I was actually doing some great things in practice to help my teammates. And so when it was time for us to play, even though I didn't play the most minutes or play the biggest role on the court, I really embraced my role as a uh, as a supporter of my teammates and getting people motivated and so on and so forth. So uh, just a role I definitely embraced. I wouldn't change it for the world. Uh, and I'm happy people know Paul Devon. I know most people won't be able to see this, but uh, I have a treat for you, Grayson. You can tell the people what I'm showing you. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Oh my gosh! I, That's just, I know, I know, it's a little bit wrinkled, but this thing is like what seven, <laughs> eight, some years old. That, that thing's eight? like that's like ten years old. That's yeah, from, ten uh, years old. It's double sided. Duke college game day, college yes. game day, twenty eleven. Yes, twenty eleven. It literally years. is ten years old, right? Well, because that would have been. I think that game was February of 2011, if I remember correctly. I'll never forget. I was at Wintergreen with my family. And that game, my dad sold the tickets to that game. And we were so – don't get me wrong. I, Sons of Shredding had a great time at Wintergreen on the slopes, but I wish I could have been at that game. It's like one of my biggest regrets of my Hokie fandom was not being at that game. Mm-hmm. So that that, <laughs> that is phenomenal. I love that, man. Um, so speaking of incredible games like that Duke game, what are some of your favorite memories inside of Castle Coliseum? Are there any games that you feel like are underrated or aren't talked about enough? Kind of, you know, from your perspective, what does that look like? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't even say any underrated games. Uh, ACC is just a tough, uh, tough conference from top to bottom. So I, a uh, person in Coach Greenberg, definitely preach no games are underrated. Uh, as he would say, don't drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Uh, nonetheless, I don't think any games were underrated, but it's funny that you uh, put a stamp on that Duke game in 2011, college game day and all that was there. Uh, that was one of my fondest memories uh, because I, I remember not that I was a kid and looking at this, but I remember when I was paying attention to college basketball. You know, you always see they win a big game. You beat the number one team in the country. You storm the court. And I again, it's, just, it's not something that and I don't, that's why I don't take it for granted, Grayson. This is not something that a lot of people, let alone a lot of college athletes, will be able to say, like, I had that experience to actually beat the best team in the country, let alone a Duke Blue Devils, Coach K. Like, these are household names, household teams, and to be able to do that, storm the court and reflect on it on ESPN and all that good stuff, it was just phenomenal. But no underrated games. ACC is, is a tough conference. It's a war zone. It, abs- it absolutely is. I – uh I'll never forget that Duke game, and I was watching it, and I told you about this in Charlotte, which is hilarious. After you're up in the camera's face, doing teaching the world how to Dougie, which I'll, I'll <laughs> I will never ever forget that as long as I live. 
I love it. I love yeah, it. Great, Grayson. And uh, <laughs> again, because because I'm I'm giving you all of Paul Devlin right now. <laughs> and so this is a true story. Uh, so college game day, whenever that was, when we were playing Duke. Uh, so of course the students camp out the night before because they want to be the first to be in the uh, Coliseum, uh, to be on TV and all that good stuff. Um, and I, uh, because I wanted to seize the moment, I was camped out that night with all of the other students in a sea of people. There were tents. Uh, they were playing cornhole. I remember people just like, uh, I was a crowd of people. I was just like talking to random people out there. Uh, but that's one of my claim to fame. is one of my best experiences. And I think on YouTube, I haven't searched it in so long. I think on YouTube, you can go back and like see some of that footage. Uh, a good friend of mine, Alyssa was her name, but she like did an interview of me, like something in the morning. It was just crazy. But again, this is some of the experiences that I had um with that blessing from going to well having an acl injury in high school having um having that offer from uva out of all schools in comparison to virginia tech uh then being to have a spot on the football team transitioning to basketball the way it did um just the journey uh, was phenomenal and, and and memories like that really really are fulfilling for me but uh college game day was definitely a, a staple for uh, <laughs> a great experience Absolutely. Uh, speaking of that team, at one point in time, you shared a locker room with the likes of JT Thompson, Malcolm Delaney, Terrell Bell, and Dorenzo Hudson. What was it like to compete against guys like that day in and day out of practice? Uh, Grayson, it was fun. <laughs> Quite <laughs> frankly, it was fun. Uh, Dorenzo Hudson specifically, a really good friend of mine, uh, oh, well, a current still great friend and teammate of mine i only said it because he's he's local he's in the area uh but he uh he has a tenacious competitive spirit competitive spirit to say the least but it was just really fun to compete in, compete day in and day out uh, and, and i just remember the you know locker room talks that we had uh it was just great you know what i mean we were young and just in the moment and uh, it was just phenomenal those those are really really good guys and uh, guys that I keep in touch with even to this day. I just talked to Terrell recently. Uh, Malcolm, not so much because he's still uh, doing some semi, uh, doing professional basketball and so on and so forth. But guys that are household names and good friends of mine to this day. That's awesome. Two-part question. Part A, on a broad spectrum, what kind of impact did Virginia Tech have, a, have on you as a young adult? I'll let you answer that one first. Hmm, that's a deep question. And a great one, Grayson, because it just really changed uh, uh, changed my outlook. Uh, I wouldn't say on life, but it just gave me perspective uh, as far as networking goes. I met a lot of great people at Virginia Tech, um, uh, whether it be friends or people that are, you know, were mentors to me and so on and so forth. Uh, and then also on the uh, on the student athlete side, it allowed me to have some balance and uh, have some discipline. And these are the type of skills that I, I have uh, been able to acquire and really utilize as, as a as a grown man now. And um, that uh, that Virginia, the Virginia Tech experience is again nothing I would change for the world. And now that you know a little bit about my journey, I didn't see it necessarily. You know, I did never I would never have thought uh, being a senior in high school that I would uh, be a be a student athlete at Virginia Tech and. And and um, be sitting here with you today, quite honestly, Grace. <laughs> it's done a lot for Paul. It's done a lot for me. I think it's I, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, you, you know, to to see where you are, to see that you're doing so well now in in your life, and and I always think it's so cool uh, to see what 
post-grad looks like for a lot of my uh, kind of my my the guys who I looked up to in my childhood. I mean, I remember watching you play. So it's so crazy to, to see just kind of what guys go on to do after uh, after their experience at Virginia Tech. And that's for anybody, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my part two of this question is, what are some of the things and elements that Coach Seth Greenberg taught you that you carry with you to this day? Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. <laughs> I tell you, we still, Dorenzo and I, we still, we joke about that to this day. And honestly, Grayson, and, and, and as genuinely as I can state this, I didn't understand it then because we were just weren't in the right state of mind. When he, when he used to say that, we would be annoyed with him. We didn't understand it. Uh, but it, it wasn't just about basketball uh, that Coach Greenberg was pouring into us. It was just about life skills and the bigger picture. And that is why when I talk about discipline and now, uh, you know, being a father and being a being a husband and uh, being a professional and, and, you know, trying to be a stand up guy and things of that nature. Uh, I really didn't know <laughs> what I didn't know. <laughs> uh, now these 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 are the type of uh, these are the type of things that I, I want to start to pay forward. Uh, being a father or just being older now or to the next Hokie, whatever the case may be. But uh, Coach Greenberg, you don't know what you don't know. Uh, <laughs> and um, I impersonated Coach Greenberg. <laughs> you can find that online also. And I shaved my head for that. Lord have mercy. Uh, <laughs> and that was one of his great quotes. And he also stated, and I won't say a bad word, but you can't make chicken salad out of chicken. Something, something, yeah. chicken, something. Yeah. <laughs> you can, yeah. you, if you want to see that, you can go look that up on YouTube. It is still there. I promise. Yeah. Yeah. Ball head and all. Yeah. Coach Greenberg is, man, he's, he's a great, a great leader, a great person. And he's very intentional. Shout out Coach Greenberg. Shout out Coach Greenberg. What are you up to? Now, as a working professional, what does a day in the life of Paul Debnam look like these days? Excellent. Uh, man, I, I like all this attention on me. I feel like I'm back in Castle Coliseum. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, day in the life. I, I currently work for the Crisis Prevention Institute as my employer. I'm a global professional instructor. Grace and I travel for work these days. Uh, the pandemic has negated the travel quite a bit. Uh, so I'm staying within the state of North Carolina or you're not just going to drivable locations at this point. Uh, and so I, I conduct crisis prevention trainings. But a day in the life now that I'm a father, my daughter is taking a nap as we speak. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> while my wife is at work, she's a hairstylist. Um, and a day in the life is, is really, uh, you know, if I'm not on the road at work, um, definitely a family man. And I, um, try to connect with my friends. Uh, just was just hung out with Dorenzo at top golf, like two days ago, uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally. And, uh, my brother lives, one of my brothers live here also, and he has a family. And so I love, I love Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, this will be our, our, our last geographical location. My wife would agree with that. Uh, but that's the day in life. I, again, as I mentioned, I travel for work, but when I'm home, I'm definitely home. Uh, not necessarily a homebody, but uh, enjoying fatherhood, love being a husband, love spending time with my wife. Um, and that's that's Paul Dublin these days. And I'm watching hokey sports always. Let's go. I'm watching <laughs> sports always. Definitely. That's phenomenal. Uh, I, I keep saying that. It's phenomenal because it is. It's great. Uh, <laughs> real quick before we move into lightning round. Uh, story time. I know I mentioned this earlier on, on today's episode. Uh with you, Paul, but 
it, the, I do want to tell the story and, and I'd love for you to chime in about us meeting up in Charlotte. So Paul and I have bumped into each other over the years. I remember doing Seth Greenberg basketball camp when I was a little kid. Paul actually was the coach of my little brother Hampton's team. Uh, and we just have like great memories of, of, of being around you and being around those teams of old. Um, so I remember when we took that trip in October, Billy Ray Pat and I, I was like, guys, you know, I'm still friends with Paul Debnam on Facebook just from over the years. And I know he lives here. Mm. Let's hit him up. And so they're like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if he'll respond to you. Sure enough, I slide into Paul's DMs. I say, hey, man, you should roll over, throw on your face mask, come over. We'll stand outside. We'll do a little score prediction, maybe drink a cold one or two. And that's exactly what we did. And he said, you know what? Hokies for Hokies. I'll be over there in 15 minutes. Ops in his car and he comes over. And, and I really, you know, that meant so much to us, man. I, I really do appreciate you doing that. And I just think it speaks volumes about the Virginia Tech community um, and, and people just being like, hey, man, you're a Hokie, so am I. Let's meet up and hang out. So uh, that was that was very, very special. Um, and, and now, and we told you then, we got to have you on the podcast. So it comes full circle in the end. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really glad that that, that, that happened. Uh, yeah, as as am I, Grace and I. Um, I'm happy you slid into my DMs. I don't know if I've said <laughs> that before, <laughs> uh, but it, it really, it really, uh, it really was um, just a great, ex- great um, congregation, if you will, with Hokies. Yeah. You said you said it best. If you if you're a Hokie and I'm a Hokie, you know, we just have that common den- denominator and that common ground, and it's like we've known each other. But uh, with Hokies who have uh, you know haven't kept in touch or whatever the case may be. You're just a phone call or a social media or a DM away uh, from reconnecting. So I'm happy you all uh, you all reached out to me. You are a man of your word, Grayson. You said <laughs> I would be on a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever's listening out there, Grayson is a man of his word. I so appreciate I'm to be here, brother. Sincerely, thank you, Grayson. Thank you. All right, so the last part of this, lightning round. Real quick questions, uh, real quick answers. So first, favorite Virginia Tech dining hall. West End, Coach Greenberg was there that day. <laughs> Why? Why West End? Uh, I actually really liked the food, and I had that uh, humbling experience when Coach Greenberg was in West End, and it was connected to my uh, my uh, my dorm, uh, I guess. Yeah, don't my dorm. Yeah, Cochran was the name of it. Yeah, that's why it was convenient. I think that makes sense. You meet Coach Greenberg in there. Good food. They got the London broil. It's great. Mm-hmm. Favorite class you took at Virginia Tech? All of them. Is the all same answer. Really, I I really enjoyed all my classes. I was able to learn a lot through each one of them, and I did get my master's um, at Virginia Tech also, and in counseling. So I, I enjoyed that. Uh, I enjoyed that time where I was able to do some internships at some local schools in the area. Sons of master's degree, incredible. So, sons of smart, sons of studious. Love to hear that. Favorite Sharkies wing and rib joint wing flavor. Wing flavor. Oh. I like lemon pepper, but I would have to. I'm a buffalo. Uh, I'm just. I like hot wings. You know, I like buffalo wings and blue cheese and celery, please. Blue cheese. I see now. Now you're gonna start something. Now you're gonna start something because we don't. So Bill's a blue cheese guy. Billy Ray. I don't. I I used to when I was a kid. I liked blue cheese, but now I've since seen the light. It's all about ranch over this way. Give me the <laughs> ranch and celery. <laughs> I respect it. So. Favorite favorite and least favorite elements about Charlotte, North Carolina? 
Oh, nothing least favorite. I got to be honest. That's why we're going to stay here for the long run. Oh, favorites is the people. There's Southern hospitality here. Sure. Southern comfort, meaning the food is great. Uh, And the breweries. I am a a beer connoisseur and I like craft beers. And uh, the Charlotte area is phenomenal for that. And of course, you know, the weather is accommodating. You get all four seasons. It gets pretty hot, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Charlotte is, is that I have nothing that I dislike about Charlotte. So I just keep that one sided. It's uh, it's I, I could totally see myself living there one of these days. I'm out in L.A. right now, but don't hold your breath for Grayson to show up in Charlotte one of these days. <laughs> Grayson just slotted my DMs. I got you. Hey, let's go. Uh, here's one that we don't ask too many people, but I mean, it could be something you did or didn't do. Uh, biggest regret of your collegiate experience i have none and the reason why i say that is uh you know about my journey now to uh, you know to enroll at virginia tech and also be a student athlete and you know i come from a well i went to high school in a very small town and some people over the years have asked me you know paul do you wish you would have gone to a smaller school and played a bigger role on the court with sports and so on and so forth and I didn't I don't want to change it. If I could go back and do it all over again, I would practically want it, practically want it to go the same way that it did. I really don't want to change anything. And I, not even as a student athlete, being able to do, me being able to acquire two degrees, meet people like you, Grayson, uh, you know, networking and all that good stuff. It was just uh, a time of my life. And I, I don't want to change anything. Grayson. All right. I, I, I appreciate that. Spotify playlist streaming services. What are you listening to right now? And what are you watching? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm listening to, uh, I, I've, I like vibes. So and I, like the new era of music is not my cup of tea. Uh, so if I'm listening to music, or even while I'm working out, I'm like, you know, sort of like pop R&B type of music. Um, which will be, you know, artists like Justin Timberlake, uh, Miguel, I like Bruno Mars, uh, throwing a little bit of Drake, uh, <laughs> if I'm really feeling up to it. But those are those are my artists. And what am I watching? Oh, Netflix and chill with with wifey these days. After the little one goes down to sleep, we're 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 on the Netflix. Uh, we're on a Netflix binge. Yellowstone was our most recent uh, Netflix. Uh, show uh queen's gambit we just queen's gambit yeah that was a good one uh but netflix and chill for us for sure with a a great red wine malbec specifically okay all right classy classy netflix and chill let's go last uh last lightning round question for you little girl river best thing about being a father best thing about being a father rivers is 15 months Best thing about being a father would definitely be uh, seeing her growth. Uh, with meaning, like I can remember when she was three months old, and all she did, or zero to three months old, all she did was sleep. It was like God. Uh, then you know, three to six months, I get some facial expressions. Six to nine months, I remember her crawling and like wanting to grab everything. Uh, and after nine months, she's running around and walking and all that good stuff. And on her first birthday. So definitely her growth, but I also love her innocence knowing that she doesn't really know much about the world. And she probably doesn't even know that I'm a hokey. Uh, <laughs> I really just enjoying her innocence and knowing that she has two people, two familiar faces that care about her on a daily basis. It's great. That's awesome. 
last but not least, uh, we'll we'll kick we'll end this thing. Excuse me, not kick this thing. I will end this thing on a high note. Paul, at the end of every podcast, at the end of every episode, we like to give people a chance to shout out whoever they would like to shout out. So the floor is yours. Please shout out whoever you'd like to shout out. Awesome. Uh, man, this is fun. I want to do this again. <laughs> uh, shout out to the Hokies from coast to coast, quite honestly. I know Grace is on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. Hokies are everywhere. So shout out to all the Hokies out there for whatever coast to co- or whatever coast that you're on. Uh, definitely shout out to Coach Greenberg, a stand-up guy. I know we talked about him a lot. Uh, shout out to my former teammates, Lorenzo Hudson, who's local. Just talked to Terrell Bell recently. Uh, MD Delaney. Uh, he's doing a lot of good things in life. So shout out to him. And last but not least, uh, shout out to you, Grayson. Sincerely, <laughs> sincerely, Grayson, with all due respect, my man, I got I have a, a ton of respect for you. I'm happy we were able to connect when you were here in Charlotte. I'm very, very privileged and very, very happy to have some time on your podcast and just talk to you and talk through you, my man. Uh, so that's how I want to end it, my man. Shout out to you. And uh, as usual, let's go. Hokies, let's go, baby. <laughs> Paul Debnam, I appreciate you, man. The 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 shout out is reciprocated tenfold. I appreciate you coming on. I can't wait to have you back on here to uh, to talk a little bit more hokey hoops later in the season, maybe around like ACC tournament time. Get you back on here uh, to uh, to talk uh, how kind of the seasons progress under Coach Mike Young. We'd love to have you back on, man. So thank you for coming on. Sons and daughters, that's all the time we have for today. Take care. Be safe. Wear your mask. We'll talk to you real soon.